Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl is flying the friendly skies of Fighter Town, USA, um, flying really close in between jets and, and just being all around irresponsible with government property. Way to go, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. This week, uh, if you can't tell, we're, we're talking about Top Gun, uh, Maverick. But before we get to that, we've got Johnny Depp news, uh, Sony State of Play update that Daryl's going to walk us through. Soups and Lolo is back, and then we're going to talk about Maverick. We're going to try and get this episode in in under an hour. We can do it. We can do it. All right, so kicking off. Oh, well, well, wait, how are you? Are you good? Things are good? I'm doing, doing very well. Yeah. Doing, doing well. Uh, been a busy week, uh, stressful last, last week and a half from okay. work and personal, but... You know, watching, seeing things like Top Gun and some of the other stuff that's been around. It's one of those things that are much needed break from reality. Oh, yeah. Let's put it that way. Yes, sir. I mean, I found out about my car. They finally totaled it. And I found a new one, but it's not going to be here for like another two weeks or more. So, come on, supply chain. Don't fail me now. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks, Joe Biden. Damn, former vice president. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. LGB, right? LGB. <laughs> By the way, if you want an LGB shirt, you can check out our store on uh, on Threadless. You can you can join the people who have bought one, which are many. So, uh, anyway, all right, let's uh, let's hop into to Johnny Depp real quick then. Um, in Amber Turd, I mean Heard. My bad. No, that wasn't my bad. So the verdict came in yesterday. We're recording this on the second. So the, the verdict came in on Wednesday, the 1st of June, and um, the jury found in favor of Johnny Depp for all three of his defamation claims against uh, Amber, and they found for Amber on one of the three defamation claims against Johnny Depp's lawyer, or one of Johnny Depp's lawyers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like misinformation out there, and since... Um, I pretty much had it on while I was working for the last seven weeks, uh, watching Ricada Law, which I've linked to Ricada Law in the show notes. If you guys really want to go and like look at like some of the stuff that's happened, um, or find out like why things have happened, um, he's got a ton of videos. He does these massive live streams. He did. He actually did a twenty-four hour live stream. Twenty-four. Was that for charity or something? Uh, just they do that. Like he does that. Like leading up to like verdicts and stuff like that. But okay. anyway, okay. Um, I mean, some of these some of these videos are like five hours, eleven hours, thirteen hours. You know, things yeah. like that. But it's not light, not light viewing. No, but <laughs> from a time perspective, right? But it also like like he has ones that are like two minutes, six minutes, eight minutes, twelve minutes, things like that. Um, so he makes it really digestible and like really, really understands what to do. Um, there's one called Camille, uh, Camille Vasquez drops perfect closing argument. It is from six days ago. It's about 40 minutes long. Well worth watching. Well, well, well worth watching just to kind of understand really why he won, um, or why the jury like left the courtroom thinking like, yep, this is the way we have to go. But so he was awarded $15 million, but he wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. So he won. So for the first defamation charge or for the defamation charge, he won $10 million uh, or well, they awarded him $10 million. 
So he would get, you know, he, over the next 30 years, Amber Heard has to pay that back. Mm -hmm. There was a punitive claim where they gave, they, where they awarded him $5 million. Now, the thing about the punitive claim is the max that he could have gotten, that he could get from that is 350000 So the, the going over like that is something that the juries typically do when they're like, they really like believe like, hey, he should be getting more from this mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. And then for her claims, for her second claim against the guy named Michael Waldron, um, she got $2 million. So at the end of the day, she's going to owe Johnny Depp over the span of the next 30 years, $8,300,000. Okay. So, um, so there's a lot of people out there like, oh, he won $15 million. Nope, not even close. Um, <laughs> and to, to be honest, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I doubt this even pays his lawyer fees for this seven-week case. Yeah. And, and it's not oh. a seven-week case, though. This is a four-year case because a lot of, like, Camille was on his legal team for, it's the same, like, um, law office that he, that tried his case against the son that he lost, which we talked about um, years right. ago in, yeah. in England. So, but, I mean, this is something, like, this is huge. This is something that we talked about, like, and you can go back and listen. We have always been on his side. Yeah, because... Things just didn't make sense. And also, this is a big part of it, listening to her basically taunt and say, hey, I didn't punch you. I hit you. Uh, right. If you go to a jury or who's going to believe you, that is a telltale sign of something that an abuser would say, that an abusive person, whether it be physically or emotionally, would say to someone, who's going right. to believe you right. if you come out? Like, you know who I am? I'm this, that, or the other. Who's going to believe that I said or did this to you? Right. That's exactly what that it came across. And watching, and I obviously did not watch nearly as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> but just wa what I watched is every time they showed her, I just watched someone trying to put on a performance. Yeah. There was zero emotion, uh, zero em true emotion that I saw in anything that she did or said. Yeah, the best part to about emote. it is like one of the acting coaches or whatever, one of her acting coaches is like, well, she can't cry on cue. Like she tries, but she just can't do it. So if she's trying to cry, she's acting. <laughs> so, I mean, he had, he had so many character witnesses from like people from her past, you know, but the, the big, I think, I really think the thing that put it over the, uh, the edge was the fact that Kate Moss did a, a virtual um, testimony deposition and because Amber, one of the things that she had claimed is, you know, he pushed Kate Moss down the stairs that she heard this rumor. It's a rumor. It's an mm -hmm. open rumor. And it's like, mm, is it because, you know, he never did. She like, she fell down steps and, and, you know, like she, you know, what is, why is Kate Moss going to lie about Johnny Depp at this point? I mean, it's been right. nearly 20 years since they were an item. Um, but yeah, and, and here's the thing. What what at the end of the day, what this boils down to is Amber Heard is 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 you know a gross human being just in general. She is she's just kind of icky all the way around. Um, mm -hmm. But these are two very toxic people who never should have been in a relationship together. Correct. And you know when you when you really boil it down, like we should have been paying more attention to the Michael Sussman case. Like that should have been the thing all these lawyers were talking about, all the YouTube, all of the media, about the fact that Hillary Clinton, you know, 
legitimately like said gave the go ahead to do the Russia gate hoax about Trump and that this guy lied to the FBI and a Washington DC jury of which three people were Clinton donors which I don't understand how how that's not a conflict how that's of interest. not a conflict of interest right said he was not guilty yeah so you know it, it, it's like you know there's a lot of things and then the other thing we talked about me too a whole bunch we've talked about me too a lot um, yeah. And the, the, so the believe all women of narr- the believe all women narrative is over. It's done. Like you have to trust but verify. You have to actually take mm-hmm. everything these women say seriously and investigate it. You can't just like go out and start canceling people. You can't go around and write these like crappy opt-eds. If I was Chris Hardwick, I would go sue Chloe Dykstra today for the thing that she 100%. wrote about him, right? Yeah, like I would right. want, like if I'm him, I'm like, great, I'm going to cite the, the the Johnny Depp case as precedence, and I'm going to go get mine because she costs that dude millions and millions, tens and oh, maybe absolutely. $100 million dollars, right? Um, now I get it, like he's moved on, he's with a a Hearst, but um, no, if I'm Chris Hardwick, I'm like, yeah, dude, this this woman like totally slandered me in the same or um, defamed me in the same way, and. You know, it, it's because it, it is. It's the same. It's the same exact playbook. It's the jilted X that mm-hmm. is a little crazy. You know, um, but but no. So so that is done, and and this is a huge hit to the Me Too movement. Which, in in, in really, what she's done is she's taken taken women who are legitimate victims of spousal, partner, domestic abuse, and devalued them. And devalued their claims, devalued their argument, and devalued their ability to argue in the court of law without yeah. it's, evidence. Yeah, it's this, it's similar to what has, and and I think this is more, uh, like it's it's more tangible because of everything that's gone on with the Me Too. Right. But it's it's along the lines of when people say racist, mm-hmm. homophobe. Transphobe, sexist, all that stuff. Yeah. It loses value because there are truly people. There are people that are out there that are truly like that. And what you do, when you're doing that, you know, the boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. all the time. It you we people become desensitized to it and might overlook something that's really reprehensible that's happening right. because right. you said call somebody racist because they criticized a show mm-hmm. or they criticized a character because they and criticized you just call them an actress racist. who couldn't act and was the worst part of. Um... Queen's Gambit. Yeah. So, so that's and and again, like I say, this is more tangible because in the sense we've seen people get canceled mm-hmm. for allegations. Right. And it's this is a this is a good step because again, we've heard this before. I I don't know if Ben Shapiro is the first one to say it, but I don't believe men, I don't believe women, I believe facts and evidence. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you know what, you might have Something might come out and you say, okay, I'm leaning towards this way, but like you said, trust, but verify. Right. I mean, facts don't like legitimately facts don't care about your feelings, but you have yeah. to have facts on your side. And the fact that yeah. she, she here's, and, and here's, and this is my last thing and we'll move on to state of play. But what really, okay. what really sunk her is she said, I have mountains of evidence. I have mountains of evidence to prove that he abused me. There's not a single medical report. There's days where she has a bruise on her face 
and she doesn't have it the next day. And when they were talking about the kit that she claimed to use to cover it up, she called it a bruise kit because the yeah. colors in the palette were that of a bruise. So, yeah, and I saw a video on a on a the stage performer. Yeah. She was like, "This is what I do. Mm-hmm. I put a bruise on. There we go." And it's the, it was the exact same one that she had yeah. that heard had the most damn the most damning testimony though when it came to all of that with the bruise when she got the temporary restraining order was the fact that the guy from TMZ testified that, you know, to his peril, because he's definitely not going to work in media again, um, and TMZ's probably going to sue him, which they shouldn't, because it'll just prove everything he said about them to be true. But um, the fact that he said, we were told where she was going to be, we were told where she was going to stop and stand and turn her face so we could take a picture of the bruise. And then wow. a, day, a day later, she was on, I think, Kimmel. There was no bruise. There was no busted lip. There was nothing. So, Wow, I didn't know the TMZ thing. Yeah, so it's just oh. like, so there, there's a ton of misinformation going on around this. There's there's all this tribal stuff going on. And yeah, we, mm-hmm. were, we were 100% like, you know, on Johnny's side. But um, at the same time, no, like, no. Well, like, just... you know, like you said, these were two toxic people that should not have been together. Now, does that mean because he's toxic as well that he deserves to be abused? No. Just like saying, hey, you know you shouldn't be going down this street. You shouldn't be in this neighborhood. Does that, does, do you deserve to get your head caved in or shot? No. No. So... Yeah, it, like you, I think you said it best when you said that. As far as two toxic people that shouldn't have been together, and what this does to me too is, as Hella said, Asgard is dead. Me too is dead, yeah. and that's a good thing for everybody. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think that just the blanket like canceling and, and ruining of, yes of, of men and women's lives. You know, uh, about oh absolutely this is, is done. So, all right, I'm I'm tired of talking about this. So let's move on yeah. to. Uh, Something a little more fun, state of play, which I guess they're going to do this quarterly, um, right? This whole state which, of play thing, which is really cool. Um, and I do want to say, if you are a PlayStation owner and you don't have PSN, one, what's wrong with you? And two, um, the game this month is FIFA Twenty Two. Yeah, that's I have, like the big uh, game. I, which now I haven't downloaded that yet. Yeah, but. Yeah, uh, when I saw that, I'm thinking, wow, that's FIFA 22. Right. Yeah, I was playing yeah. it on Monday. I'm really bad at it. I used to be really <laughs> good at it. I was playing my buddy Rob. I beat him the first game by button mashing, um, and then he remembered the buttons and like kind of was kicking my ass. Like, I mean, he only beat me two to nothing, <laughs> but like still, like, although the first game he dominated, like the time of possession, like, like it was like 70-30, but I won one to nothing. <laughs> Um, but then the second game, like it was like, he was 51 and I was 49 time of possession. He beat me two to nothing. So anyway, um, I just kept trying to snipe shots from like, you know, way, way beyond like the penalty penalty line. I haven't played a FIFA game in ages. Yeah. If I was open, I took a shot. (laughs) It didn't matter how close I was. Oh, but I had 56 tackles and two red cards, so. Oh, two. Mm-hmm. Ow. Why, I, had, <laughs> I, I had nine yellow cards, so. Man. 
Oh, I don't go for the ball. <laughs> I go for the guy. So, Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> he had like seven tackles to my 56. It was hilarious. Anywho, I feel like I feel like that's why I won. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, on on that, let's let's talk about the Sony stuff. Like you yeah. uh there's a really cool Resident Evil um trailer. So I have a link actually to the Sony blog for this. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a nice uh, little thing where they're going over some um, Resident Evil Village in the Sony VR2. Um, yeah, so which looks like really that was good. So the first part of it was it was all about the VR and PSVR2. They mentioned Resident Evil Village, which is you know on the PS4 got some great ratings uh, as a game, some good ratings. I haven't played it yet, but yeah. so they're putting that on the on the PSVR. The one thing that I actually would think about and is, you know, I'm a huge Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West fan. Mm-hmm. They're doing a spinoff, uh, a Horizon VR game, which looked pretty interesting. There was not a lot of footage on gameplay or anything like that. Right. Uh, there and another game, and this is one of those games that was in the dumpster, was a dumpster fire of a launch. But over the years since its launch, has become a pretty a fan favorite. And how companies should do when they screw up, and that's No Man's Sky. Uh, it's not necessarily a game I would like, but that's going on the PSVR too, which I think because of the type of game it is, that will be a great VR type game. Cool. So those were the, the that's what we got uh, to start uh, to stay on the Resident Evil train. There was it now it wasn't it was a teaser for Resident Evil Four remake. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I played the original Resident Evil Four, but that's not going to be out until March twenty fourth of next year. Yeah. Uh, another game that's coming out next year is uh, Street Fighter Six. Mm-hmm. That was a we got uh, some gameplay from four of the characters Ryu right. or Ru. And and Chun Li, and then two new characters. Uh, one I think with Luke, I you know normal Street Fighter. I lost you know kind of probably like Street Fighter Four was the last Street Fighter I actually yeah. played with any consistency. We did get a tra- uh, trailer for uh, announcement for Spider Man will be on the PC, but on since August we're twelfth, yeah, but we're PS Five. I so, for yeah. a second I thought it was going to be a trailer for the Spider Man Two, uh, and then I actually saw some of the visuals and I said, damn. But so, and then a game called Crafton is that what it was called? That was the other one that looks kind of cool, like a horror sci-fi thing, like third-person well, well, shooter. Well, the Callisto Protocol. Okay. And I don't. Did you ever play any of the Dead Space games on their like PS2, PS3? No, but um, I have the the graphic novels that um, I think it was Boom sent me, and I read them, and I like okay. them. I like them all actually. I know Haley liked them too. Oh, I, so. I love that game. That 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 game made me jump more than any other Resident Evil games, and Ari got me a couple times. And that's what this reminds me of. It looks like it takes place on. Um, oh, Crafton is the. It's a. Or is that the has planet? the support of yeah. a PUBG company. Oh, okay. It looks like check out that trailer, and it's coming out December second, your birthday. Fifth. So it's my birthday, the fifth. Oh, second. You know who's December second? That's my cousin Monica, my twin cousin. Aww. Her birthday's December second. Yeah, five days apart, mm-hmm. me and you two days apart. So, 
there was a like this combat game called Roller Drone, which is like roller, I, I, I'm looking at this ball. right now, and it looks amazing. It, it looks, looks that looks it's, it looks so that's fun. a game. That's a game we could both get in. Like, dude, you want to hop on real quick? And play you mean this? like I tried to get you to do with um, uh, um, Rocket League? Rocket League for years, for years. Yeah, people yeah, for years. I, I was like, dude, just download it. It's free, and let's let's well, go I, and let's pull yeah. some bitches. Yeah. Well, I, I was not good because I was league, really good at that game. I was. Really I was not. I was not. I mean, like I was ranked in that game. Because I was the, it's the only game I've ever sat and played for like six hours straight in my entire life. Dude. Like I would stay up all night and play that game. I didn't know you were like, I did, I, I remember you telling me you were ranked, but yeah. wow. Like I became a specialist at like aerial hits. So like I would go up the wall and like be able to like score from anywhere. <laughs> so. So, I, I, like, so, I, I had a lot of like twelve-year-olds like cursing at me in the uh, <laughs> in the in the chat and stuff. So it's like, well, maybe if you saying saying more, nice, yeah, like yeah, I mean, saying just saying like, po you know, politically correct just, things, you huh? Know, how uh, <laughs> you know, questioning my uh, my ethnicity and my my sexual preference and you know, um, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing though: had they spent as much effort into playing the game as they did trying to like put slurs in the chat, then you know. They probably would have done a little better. Still wouldn't have beat you, but could have done better. You know, maybe they would, because I'm really not a great video game player. I'm, you know, I'm not a gamer. Like, to say I'm even a casual gamer is an overstatement. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I love I love sitting down to play, but, like, maybe an hour tops. Like, that's about as much time yeah. as, like, you know, because I want to be outside. Like, you know, go touch grass. Yeah. Just, yeah, by the way, just everybody, this this weekend, go touch grass. Just, just have fun. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, you can do both, but yeah. like, make sure you're getting outside. You know, sometimes it, it, you know, get that vitamin D, get that, you know, fresh air. You know, there, there's, there's, there's something for that. For, I mean, from health, a health perspective, yeah. and it's I mean, just good for the soul. I did like 60 miles of PEV riding this weekend. And PEV is That's personal electric vehicles. So yes. I did nearly 30 on the one wheel, and I did 30 on the bike. So. Yeah. That's a lot, but but I did watch just, just, all of Dynamite on the bike last night when I did my ride. That is that's so, pretty funny. Yeah, but just to kind of round wrap this yeah. up, another fun game they had is called Stray, where you play as a cat in the yeah. cyberpunk world, which looks pretty fun. And it's come that comes out July nineteenth, which yeah. I didn't realize that was going to be that early. The last thing is I know there's a couple other things, but there's a, a great looking trailer for Final Fantasy sixteen. I know before yeah. we started recording, you're like, you've never played a Final I've Fantasy game. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. It's one of my favorite series, even though the story can be extremely convoluted and the characters, the main characters can sometimes be a little bit one note-ish. It's, it's just a fun franchise that I like. Uh, that's not coming out till next year. The one concern I have with this state of play, because what you said earlier, you're right. It's This is something that's going quarterly. There was no mention of God of War Ragnarok. No. So... I always thought that was going to be something that came out in the fall. Does that mean they're going to do a state of play separate where it's focused on God of War maybe next next month or maybe uh, maybe in they August? Just want, maybe they just want to do that as a standalone release. And that that absolutely could be because if not, and the next state of play is September. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could come well, out in no, December, the next but state of play would be. Oh, I guess it would be September because we're in June. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. This Street Fighter Six so, trailer is sick. Yeah, I mean that looks. I for a second, I, for whatever reason, I thought it was a. I was like, is this final fight? This was before we saw Chun Li and Rue. Yeah. So, but yeah, I. It was really cool to watch while I was, you know, making some burgers and because I hadn't watched the state of play and I don't think I watched the last one they had, but it was it was nice to see, you know, some of these cool games. I'm really excited for the Callisto Protocol because I yeah. like survival horror games, right. especially with a sci-fi feel to it. And that's what that looks like. So I, I will definitely be picking that up and, you know, some of the other ones coming out next year. But yeah, maybe I might, I might get the stray game have oh, Jess play it a little bit get... yeah anyway and and uh, also this wasn't in the state of play but i'm absolutely getting that hogwarts game that comes out in december yeah okay cool. well put it to, if i finish one of the games on my backlog currently okay. let's just yeah so um oh and the other thing they announced is the changes to the psn the two levels yes. of um premiere and i forget what the other one was um, I have to check the, that the out. Two too. levels of service, and I think if you're you're in, they're grandfathering you into like the top level for the first year. If I think okay. I, I think that's what I read, I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, I can't find it in what I'm looking at right here. Yeah, I had oh. I hasn't been following that enough mm-hmm. to know, yeah, you know, where, where I'm going to be at. So, mm-hmm. but but yeah, yeah, that's something to watch as well. Well, hold on, this all came out on May twenty seventh. So actually, no, this could there could be another one before September, because if this came out in May, it would be no. The state of play was today. Oh, it was today. Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Never mind. I see it here. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, it's cool stuff, man. Just fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I do like how they do these things. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're hit and miss as far as how interested I am with with the games that they show. But I I did like this show because you had some for the VR crew. You had that, you know, cool Spider-Man announcement. And then it's like, hey, coming 2023, these games. But we do have a couple good games coming in the tail end of this year. So Cool. All right. Let's move on to Soups and Lolo. It's back with a vengeance. Um super exciting that it came back especially because jen and i have been watching re- well she's watching it for the first time and i've been re-watching the first season with her um so like the everything that's happened in the series is like super fresh in my mind um so mm-hmm. this week's episode uh lies that bind david um i'm sorry david i'm gonna butcher last name mahmood mahmoodia uh, and then Ryan Mimoun, uh as the writer. Um, Ryan was the co-writer on episode five, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Okay. Um, and I don't think, I don't see, I don't see David. Yeah, David hasn't directed. This is his first directorial this season. Um, it only did a little over 710,000 for viewers, um, which is down... 20,000 20, from the last episode on May 3rd, which was down 100,000 from April 26th to May 3rd. But that was, so, I mean, the show, it, it got picked up for third season already. So we, we know that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think Discovery sees that this is something that they can build, build off of if they forget all the other Arrowverse shit. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, that's kind of what they've done. They haven't kind of really mixed. I mean, they did have Diggle last. Was it 
last, last season. season. Yeah. Yeah, when he showed but, up with the, the red kryptonite material. Right. The red sun material, I guess. But um But they yeah. they've done a good job just keeping it in its, you know, corner pocket corner of the universe yeah. or whatever we have you want to call had it. Insufferable Karazor L show up. Oh gosh. I'm sorry. Like I like Melissa Benoist. I really liked her in Whiplash. Um, you know, and, and I guess she was on Glee, which I, I never watched, but um but like you know, I, I even liked her in the first season of Woke Girl. But I, yeah, I, I just I don't. That's know. what I was gonna say. I thought the first season was it's promising. Because, it wasn't it great. Was on, it was on CBS. That's why. That was the difference. Is, is yeah. they had a much larger audience and they they were trying to appeal to more people. And then when it go, mm -hmm. got to uh, you know uh, cuckold wokeness and CW. <laughs> um, they were like, oh, no, we're just going to go full identity bullshit um, with this. So this picks up right almost immediately where we left off with Lana and Clark um, learning about where, where Clark finally told Lana he was Superman. Um, the funny out, outcry from this was that Lana was mad at Lois. I thought that was pretty funny. What about and... Lois's reaction? about how like women just can't, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, it's like, it, it, it was, that was really funny. And of course, Kyle thought she was having an affair because she was all distant and distracted and she was on her way to tell Sarah. Yes. She was on her way to tell Sarah. That was crazy. Um, and I, Lana was. Yeah. And I thought for a minute, Oh, by the way, everybody, you should know spoilers. Hey, it's I been thought... out for it's been out for three days. They're, they're, well, by the yeah. time this airs, it's been out for almost a week. So been out no, no, almost no a such week. Yeah. Spoilers for TV shows. And I honestly thought they were gonna do the cliche thing with Kyle and say, "Hey, when he calls his oh, that you know, affair, yeah." I thought, oh, they're gonna do this. Really, they're going CW. Oh, which again, not just CW, but yeah. so many dramas do that. Like where somebody's like, oh. Yeah, she's doing this, so I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But I really like the kind of little twist they put on that. Yeah, I, 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 I really thought that was, and I've missed this. I've missed Kyle's character. You know, he's been kind of in the background lately, which, considering what's been going on, not just with the show, but with his relationship, that makes mm -hmm. sense. But I like how they brought him back, and you know, watching him, you know, pull all, all the stops to help Sarah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I'm really identifying with Kyle <laughs> with with this storyline right yeah. now. So, um, you know, just going through divorce and and that shit, yeah. or being done with the divorce. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my 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 favorite tertiary character was back this week with Tao Ro. Um, we got yes. we got lots. We got a lot of of Adam Rayner in this episode, and I I'm just I'm so fearful that we're not going to get any more Adam Rainer after this season. Yeah, I, I know. I, he's, he is, he is such a good character uh, and just not just a character, but I, like his performance. Yeah. And my, they my, do... my favorite, my favorite thing about him is whenever he sees Clark, he's like, hello, brother. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hello there, but it's hello, brother. Yeah. I, I've, I've only ever wanted a brother. I've, I've, I dreamed my whole life on this planet about having a brother. And then you're here and you have a family. Yeah. And uh, him. That's great. Yeah. Him and Lois. And him saying, 
Yeah, and I love when he tells Clark, he's like, I'm not, you're not the one I have to convince. Yeah, because he knows. <laughs> he's not a dummy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, he, and Lois coming in and sees <laughs> and sees this tower row holding with flowers. flowers. <laughs> but he I got her favorite flowers. Like, let's, yes. let's show respect. He, 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 he got yeah. her her favorite flowers. And um, it, that, that was just a really great scene. Um, you know, learning I, that Allie's got like a little bit of parasite in her where she can. Yes. Um, but she she's wireless. She's like the um, like a parasite. You know, you have to kind of plug in the USB-C to, to yeah. be able to, to siphon the the life force away from from some some someone or something she she's the wireless version so she's like, like yeah i just gotta be close she's 5g yeah she's 5g <laughs> <laughs> but um it was really good to see I, I feel like what little bit of alley we saw was really good um because she learned she learned something about herself right and, and what she can and can't do with the powers um and then the episode ends with her back in the inverse with Tal Ro. And he's like, I want to see my wife. I want to see Lana. Because, you know, he helped Clark escape the inverse to get back to, to Earth. Our Earth. Or their Earth. Whatever. Um, and she, she siphoned off all of his power and killed him. And that makeup that they did or the, the prosthetic mask that they did or the dummy that they did, whatever it was was fucking cool looking. Yeah, that was really nice. And it, it also plays into what you were saying. And our, cause I had the same fear when I saw her do that looking, and we've talked about this before, as far as Tauro needing some type of redemption arc, we got it from the inverse Tauro. What are we going to get from, you know, our versions Tauro? And does that mean he's going to sacrifice yeah, himself to I, save Lois? In, I, in I unfortunately season's finale. I truly believe that's going to happen, and it's going to say I, like I soups really into God mode. Super Saiyan level four. Yep. Super 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 <laughs> Superman Saiyan level sixty nine. Um, <laughs> level four twenty. How about that one? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was just, it was really it was such a good episode. You had. Um, the, the the interaction between John Henry Irons and Sam Lane was great. Um, one of my favorite things was like the last time you guys had a plan, it was to kill me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that was a great throwback to season one. Um, yeah, but uh, they were great together. And then the the kids, right? The kids like, were like, cool. and, and, oh, and that like, was such. Like Natalie's their sister. They're treating her like they're she's her they're her she is their sister, right? Because like I yes. mean, technically she's like an alternate universe half sister, um, right? But going down to get the uh, the XK and Jordan um, setting off a, a, a chain a reaction, chain reaction collapse of- that was kind of that was really cool, um, or how or and, how Natalie was saying, "Hey, I built this for me, but you know with your." You know your duplicate, your doppelganger running around. Yeah, I, you know, getting this for you, Jonathan. I, I just, I really like that the the relationship between the three of them this episode. I and, love the way and just watching them Natalie around. For yes, her introduction. Absolutely, this is how you do a good character. She because is, she is an amazing arc this season. Um, yes. she's an amazing arc, and it doesn't hurt that. Oh God, I never remember her name. Um, 
she's not reoccurring. No, not Chrissy. Uh, go ahead, talk. I'm gonna. I'm trying to find an actress. Oh no, the, I I just really because I was really worried they were gonna do the CW thing, and have her as a cardboard cutout of a, a female, you know, a minority female character. Mm. And they and again, it's that's what it started out as. And I had some issues with her, although at the same time, I did say I kind of understand her combativeness, considering what she lost and Correct. what she's come Correct. into. Yeah, uh, Taylor. And so Bell that is her name. And yeah, she she is she is so she's been such a like breath of fresh air as far as like yes. the gender race bent whatever character type thing. And yeah, I just really you know what? enjoy her. She is what Riri Williams should have been. Well, Riri Williams in the is sense... a supervillain, and Natalie yeah. Lane Irons is a hero. So there's yeah. no, there's no exactly what comparison I mean. there. Well, what I mean, Riri Williams, no, you're right. You're what right. they, what she should have been in the sense of being a character you want to root for, being a character that is not a sociopath. Well, and you know, all Marvel has to do is hire. Uh, Todd Helbig to go in and do the uh, the Riri Williams series if yeah. they want to get it right, but they won't because yeah. he's got far they won't too many they won't well he has too many credits I yes. mean you know he's an actual <laughs> professional television showrunner producer writer yeah. director um, you know all of that they they're they're only interested in people who have six credits and have worked on you know maybe three episodes of Rick and Morty. Yes. And can you explain correct. to me, the, just real quick aside, explain to me why people like Rick and Morty? Because I've tried to watch I've it. Tried the, I tried to watch it a couple times, and I couldn't get past the first episode. Yeah, I, I'm just not a fan. It, like, it's just, and again, it could be one of those things that get, is like fine wine, and it gets better maybe, over time. I, I just, I, 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 I can't, I, trust me, I've tried because I've heard so much yeah. about it, and I've tried, and I just, it just, it, it just doesn't do it for me. I loved Community. I'm a Dan Harmon guy. Oh, like you know. Oh, love so. community. Anyway, yes. uh, aside over. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, the, the stuff with the, the boys and, and all that was, and, and, and Natalie was great. Uh, and then Sarah was kind of in her own little like story like bubble this this episode. Mm -hmm. um, you know, listening to her music, headphones. walks around like yeah. Um, yeah. God, there was this. There's this Apple TV show. Um, oh, what is this called? It's about a girl who's like a singer songwriter. Um, Uh, what was it called? Little Voice. And and she reminded me of um, the character. Um, I guess the song or the show Little Voice is based on like uh, Sarah Bareilles' life. Um, oh, that'd be interesting to see. I like it her. was only one season. I don't. Oh, it's coming back. Oh, wait. No, never mind. That was an old press release. Um, the character Best King in the show. Like, that's who she reminded me of this week. Like, in, in, in like I actually really liked the first season of the show. Um, mm -hmm. even though Bess was kind of an asshole, but, <laughs> but Sarah, Sarah was like, you know, like I loved it when she sat down with Kyle and he picked up her book and he's like, well, you have almost a whole album here. And she goes, well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? And like that could have come across as really snarky. And it was like, mm -hmm. not, not at all. Yeah. It, in, 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 I, I think that's just, um, what's it? Irene, how was her for, how do you say her name? Um, Indy Navar. uh, Navarati, Navarati, 
Um, I think that's how we've we've got to see her progress as an actress this season. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they've given her over the last two seasons, like the musical stuff to do to help her feel a little more comfortable acting. Cause I think she is a mm-hmm. musician. Um, and if she's not, she should be, cause she has a beautiful voice. Um, Amazing voice. And, and, but like, you know, cut with Kyle helping her get the, uh, you know, um, the open mic gig was really cool. And, and, you know, the fact that she, she kind of got over her stage, her stage fright and went up there and owned it, um, was great. Yeah. I, I, I really, and again, this is not something new. I've always, I've always liked her and Kyle's relationship. Yeah. And even though he's been in the background, the last few episodes, uh, I, I do like how he came forward and did that for her. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think he, you know, he he knew that she she was one of those she needs a push she needed that type of push, mm-hmm. and he you know he had faith that she how she would react to it and this could be a springboard for you know her character in so many different ways and I'm right. I'm really excited to see what they have planned for her not necessarily this season we've only have three episodes left but going into next season with the you know the musical aspect of her right. life right. Um, and then just the last thing is the episode closes with Lana telling um, Lois that the Kents in the, the Lang, Cushing, Cortezes can't be friends anymore. Yeah, that was and that was uh, just a that was like a physical blow to Clark a because punch again, punch in the gut. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, because like, again. It's fair. I mean, like she she lived one day in Lois's life, and she can't handle it. Yeah, which is fair, and and you know because Lana has a whole life of unexplained miracles that now have an answer, and she mm-hmm. has to come to terms with the fact that like Clark did that. Um, she didn't think he came back for her, and he did. And when he did, it happened to be when she was already with Kyle. So, right. Um, and it, was, it, it, it felt really, it was really interesting. And and I like this. It felt real in the sense of, and again, I I will continue to give the Helbig and company credit. They don't over uh, dramatize things like so many other shows. Right. She, she had her moment, you know, where she was pissed, and then she was like, "I'm not mad at Clark. I'm mad at you." And she right. gave uh, Lois the reasons. But in that moment where she's like, you know, I'm not mad anymore but still it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And it's like when somebody does something to you and, and at first you, you react, you know, you're, you're rightfully upset. And it, then it comes to the point where it's like, look, I'm not upset anymore. Now, when I say that, that does not necessarily mean we're just going to go back to being friends right, right away. Right. I need time. And I did like that little bit of realism in there without, you know, they could have, you know, they could have gone off the deep end with this, mm-hmm. but again, I trust these people, the, like these, this, this writer's room and this uh, showrunner to do right by the characters. And they did again uh, with, with La- the way Lana handled this right. and said, Hey, I, it, it's a one again, I've done that before where it's like, you know, you can forgive someone, but necessarily you're not going to write, forget right away. And it just right. takes time to build back that relationship. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, another great episode. So let's say out of, oh, I didn't get this in out of five. Um, out of five, 
blown up XK mines, what do you give this? <laughs> it's a solid four. Uh, I, I probably could go up, a, you know, a little bit more to four point two five. It just has, it, it, it's it furthers the plot. Yeah, some great character moments between the you know the kids, and Lois and Lana and Clark. Yeah, you got those cool moments with Tauro and Lana and oh, and Lois and Clark. And it's it's leading up to the trilogy of the last the last three episodes. So uh, um, no, not a four, four point two five out of five. Yeah, I went four point five. I mean, I gave the last episode five out of five, and I I thought this was nearly as good. It was, um, you know, honestly, the only thing we were really missing in this episode was Chrissy to to get. Oh wait, no, never mind. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean four point five. I I I think uh, I would have liked to have seen. I'd like to know. I would have liked to have seen where Tal went because the way they left it with him disappearing and going right to the inverse like that, it made it seem like Allie took him back. And yeah, that was not that was not the case. Um, and I know maybe that's what they were trying to do but uh i i just would have liked to have seen like he's somewhere non-nefarious like so we know yeah and, and but like the right so we as the audience knows because i really like that style of storytelling where we know before the characters know um oh yeah i i, I love anyway. that anyway all right so we've got 15 minutes you ready i'm ready are you, Do are you, you, you feel the need? I, I feel that I feel the need for velocity plus thrust and mass and <laughs> all the different coefficients <laughs> to, to generate speed. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> all right. So I, I just want to get it out of 10, 10 G climbs. What do you give this? I give this uh nine. Uh, I, I almost want to say 9.5. I'm I'm trying not to be like caught up in the moment, but I'm I'm, you know, it's screw it. Nine point five out of ten. <laughs> oh, wow! You're gonna fangirl out on this one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went nine out of ten. Uh, honestly, I saw it again this morning for the second time, and I was I was I was dead set at like not going over eight. <laughs> And there were just some things that I missed from when I went to see it with Jen versus going to see it with Haley. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just, I love the way this movie opens um, with the whole uh, Dark Star, or what, what was it called? Um, what was the the ship he was trying to oh. the The Dark Star, right? Yeah. Anyway, um I loved how it opened up. It was so like futuristic yet still like grounded in the world. Um, like I obviously opened with like in 1969 or whatever, uh, the flight school was started. It's called air combat school, but the pilots call it top gun um, from the first movie. I, I kind of geeked out a little bit when it said like Don Simpson, Jerry Brockheimer productions um, because you know, um, Don Simpson died. The other thing is Tony Scott, who was the original director of Top Gun, um, killed himself before he finished the screenplay for this. Um, and so the film's pre-production, that was put on on hold. And 
so yeah, there there was there was a, there was a lot of stuff to to get through this. I actually want to go see it for a third time in IMAX because they use the six K full frame cameras. Okay. Um. So this movie was initially supposed to come out on July twelfth, twenty nineteen. Up twenty nineteen. I am so happy they waited to put this on the big screen. Because, I mean, I saw it at the Regal and the RPX with the the seats that shake and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, this was this was awesome. Um, it's on the Paramount Plus 45 days after theatrical release plan. So, you know, we'll be able to watch it again soon as long as you, you keep that Paramount Plus subscription going. <laughs> For um, this, I will. <laughs> yeah, right? So, um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, Dark Star. That's what they called it. Um, the Dark Star Scramjet program, where they were trying to get to Mach 10. Um, I thought Ed Harris was going to have a way bigger part in this movie. I did, too. And I'm really happy he didn't, because I thought the use of Ed Harris in the first five minutes... Oh, by the way, spoilers. Um, this one we do have to warn about spoilers. I thought the use of Ed Harris in the first five minutes of this movie were perfect for him. Like It was just a perfect use of him to get... Tom or to get Maverick out of test pilot mode and back to Top Gun. Yep. Uh, and it, it was funny because he, he was a, a direct opposite of the, of Tom Cruise, of Maverick's commander mm-hmm. that sent him and goose to Top Gun. The right. first time that guy was animated and hyper right. and Ed Harris is Ed Harris's commanding officer as commanding officer. in this was very stoic. Calculate. Although, calculate. Yeah, so that's a good word. Calculate it. But you know, he plays that same role of saying, "Hey, you're here. Mm-hmm. Now you're going this way." Yeah. I, I, I think he was used a perfect amount of time. Right. Well, and to, we to got, send Maverick off, and and he gave us like the thirty year history of what's happened since 1986, in in two minutes. You know, distinguished, distinguished, distinguished commendation comment you know like we, we got the whole picture of maverick um, right and then the why aren't you a two-star out admiral and then fucking maverick I'm just, one of uh, life's one great of life great mysteries life's great mysteries because right? when, when when he pulled the shit at the beginning of the top gun and uh you know the commanding officer who was um strickland from uh oh the strickland was his name actually um yeah. right or was that back to the future I might be mixing them up. Anyway, he was like, your family ain't the best name in the Navy. <laughs> like, you know, he, he like yeah. kind of pulled all that shit out. And like Ed Harris is like, you should be a two-star general if not a senator. Like if not a senator. Like how, like, like yeah. you know, the, 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 just the respect and, and, and indignation he showed towards Maverick in that moment was was just a fantastic little bit of acting. And I think any more of it, and it would have either been like, oh, he's going to fanboy out and he's going to become his new guardian angel, or he's going to go the other way and he's going to like bury him. Yeah. Like, like you said, it was perfect amount of time. I mean, I've, I've always loved Ed Harris, Same. you know, from, from the rock to just cause and so many other movies that he's been in milk. Yeah, he, he just, yeah, he's just such, such, so good. And it was just perfect for this role. Right. Uh, I, 
you know, one of the things I said to you when we were, you know, kind of prepping for the show is how, you know, nowadays a lot of writers, because of their lack of talent, I will say that, uh, and their lack of experience, they lean on the whole nostalgia bait thing. We see this a lot in Disney does this a lot from whether it be whatever, but Disney's not the only, a lot of movies do this. The, one of the first things I saw that does did this to the point of the chef's kiss was Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai is a show that no one asked for. (laughs) Cobra Kai is about a movie from a movie trilogy that is extremely cheesy from the eighties and the stuff they do, I, I watch it and I say, this shouldn't work. It all came and it from works a joke per- because Cobra Kai came because of a joke from uh, on uh, How I that- Met Your Mother. Yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, that's even funnier. Right. And Maverick, again, I love Top Gun. I never, that's not one of those movies I thought, you know what, I want to see a sequel to Top Gun. Right, right. Let alone a sequel 30 years later. Right. Um, that is going to be but every what bit we've as good got- as the original movie. Yeah, but what we've got is in these last 30 years, what Tom Cruise has done for movies and his passion, because I've watched several interviews you know, with the cast and crew because I'm sort of obsessed with this movie, even though I've only seen it once. But how and listening to stuff Cruise has said about on other movies, how he he wants to un, he's always wanted to understand movie making. Right. He'll go to different departments in the movie and try to learn what he could over the years. And that's why the Mission Impossible movies is it's low key is I would put that as a franchise up with any other franchise because it's from four to six. I mean, even one and two, what one I, I did like one four, four through six has been probably three of the best movies in the franchise as good as three, three movies in the franchise can be well, as far as it getting better. I and mean, mission impossible just, is just the getting lone, better. The lone franchise where it gets better as it goes. Yes. I, I can't think of another one. In, and in, that's in mission impossible one. Like the original MI one is mm-hmm. going to be required viewing for this new one because Kittrick is back. Yeah. So um, right, and he has a huge role in that movie and and hates Ethan. But no, you're right. I mean Tom Cruise. I mean like I, I watched Ben's review, Ben Shapiro's review of this, which actually is a really good review and a really like interesting analytical take on it. Um, I mean he's the last true movie star. Oh, absolutely. The, like and, and he's the one there'll star. There'll never be anyone like him ever again. Now, he, he is, and we've talked about how, you know, we, we were talking about Chris Hemsworth and how, you know, we like to support him. I, I, you know, there are certain actors like Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt that, I, you know, I'd love to see. But they're, they're, they have movies that I'm not going to go to a theater to see necessarily. Right. And Tom Cruise is one of those, like, must-see movies in theaters. Right. Especially with the Mission Impossible, especially just by how much he does and how much he cares Mm-hmm. about making it entertaining and and that's again that's an, another thing making it entertaining without all the bells and whistles of these last 15 years or per, particularly the last eight to ten years right. as far as we have to check these boxes no you know what you need to do you need to make something entertaining you need to make it good and that's what he does with this he has a compelling story that is surprisingly emotional I'm not going to lie. There were, there were more than one scene where I was like, <coughs> you know, choked up uh, I mean, because I mean, I of, can't, I can't say it didn't get dusty in there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the way they use nostalgia, and, and again, I had watched, I had literally watched the original Top Gun before I got dressed and went to the theater to see this one. So a lot of the stuff was fresh in my head where they, you know, they, they actually replayed scenes. And you don't see that a lot with movies now when they do sequels, right? especially something from 30 years. They, they did a good job of replaying scenes and the way they did those flashbacks helped because it was it was great, great for people who hadn't seen the movie in a while. Mm-hmm. And someone who, for whatever reason, hadn't seen it, come in and understand what's going on. Right, right. Uh, I mean, like Tom Cruise, like this is one of the things that and I've heard, and this is true with this, is Top Gun was about, you know, youth and finding a path. Find, not and, not or, according or, to you know, Tarantino. And this one that, do you is know talking about that video about how the Navy was no. homosexuality and or no, Iceman was uh, homosexuality and the Navy was heterosexuality. It's I'll send you the link. It's this tw- it's from some movie oh. about like how Top Gun is like like the one of those things is trying to turn Maverick gay. Uh, it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's it's like I've 20 never seen years that. old. Yeah, it's oh. great. I've never seen and this yeah and this maverick is about you know you've had this distinguished life and yeah you're 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 kind of coming into your own mortality in the way of saying there's going to be a time i can't do this anymore and that's Mm -hmm. like one of those that's one of the hardest things especially for a competitor we see this a lot in sports where guys get to the point where their bodies just can't do it i mean we've had some of the greatest athletes ever just hang, hang on too long. Yeah. Willie Mays, Jordan. Muhammad Ali. Uh, yeah, Jordan. Like, they just hung on too long. LeBron. LeBron should have quit four years ago. <laughs> and it, it's it's just such a powerful thing. And then you have, you know, we see this again in sports where the old-timer is trying to hang on, the Ryan Tannehill is trying to hang on, and then they draft the guy out of Liberty and – you know, as the third round is your replacement, and you're looking at the guy like, okay, uh, this guy's my replacement. That's what he's here for. Right. But instead of fighting it, you know what you know what Maverick does? Maverick embraces the challenge, even though he doesn't necessarily feel like he is teacher material. And I love one of the things, and and I, and I only I am so glad I watched the Jason Whitlock thing because one of my favorite lines of how he like points out the importance of this mission and the importance of importance of working out as a team is and one of the instances where they're trying to do that you know the uh canyon run and you know shooting at womp rats uh well hold on just just real quick this movie is a mix of the first top gun yes in star wars the first star wars movie yeah uh what normal normies would call a new hope um and beggars canyon well no i mean it's the trench run this is the yeah this, it's yeah. the almost exact story of the death star they have to they have to go through this trench they have to stay low below the cannons in this case the sams and they have to get to a thermal exhaust port three meters wide wide yeah blow a hole in it and then drop two missiles down this- in it like it, this is Star Wars, just without yeah. the force. Yeah. and you know, like when 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 they when when they were showing like squadrons. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. Um, when they were showing the the thing, like I leaned over to Jen, I said, "I wonder if we're gonna see a womp rat." 
<laughs> anyway, she didn't get it, and I yeah. loved her a little less. Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> so I'm kidding. She actually th- this listens is... to this. I'm joking. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. I'm kidding. Love you. Um. So the the, yeah. the scene where he's where they where they mess up. I don't. I can't remember who which which character it was. And oh, it was uh, they was wait, it Phoenix? They, it was well, it's Coyote passed out. Yeah, and then well, they got everything right, and then Phoenix there was a bird strike, and then she yeah. restarted the engine while the other engine was on fire. Yeah. So the what? Yeah. So what? I'm, what I was, uh, and I don't know if that was here, but when they when he says, you know, why did you do this? And and they're about the the pilots about to explain, and he said no. And he says, "Tell it to their family." Oh no, that was yeah. So that was um, that was that was Phoenix and um, Hangman. No, not Hangman. That was Phoenix and uh, what was it? Flyboy. Did whoever was with Flyboy? Payback. Payback and Flyboy. And uh, yeah, it was like you you tell it like you know how you know give me a better reason than that to tell their family. Yeah, that's then, what. Then he yeah. said to her, "And how would you tell it to his family? Because he's your yeah. real." So yeah. I, I really love that line. And like, you know, even just like before, you know, I heard them talking about mm-hmm. it, like even in the theaters that hit me because that was his way. It's like, like this shit is real. And you know, you all are the best, you know, of w- at what you do, but it doesn't matter if you're not working together. Right. And yep. that was a perfect, uh, that was just that perfect line yeah. to express the importance and, you know, the importance of working together and, you know, as a team, I right. just love, and there are several lines like that where I just, you know, as, you know, as a competitor, as an athlete and a former athlete in the sense of working as a team and watching sports all the time. Right. And I, I always say sports is a microcosm of life um, in the sense of how you get, get along with others, how you work together to, to make something great, to accomplish something greater than yourselves. And that, and that's a lot of what this movie was because, yeah, you because know, they know. Well, when I say they, uh, John Hamm, who is who plays Cyclone, who is I, I don't remember what was he? A, no, he wasn't a captain. What, he's I a forgot what his uh, rank. He's a yeah, three, he's his a rank, and, yeah. and because he knows that the odds of them getting out of alive are very small, right? And well, he, I think, he even mentions that, like yeah. as far as sending someone out to do this well tom like tom uh so maverick (laughs) is like you know and get them like you know it's that meme and get them back safely right and get right yeah with natalie portman right um (laughs) so yeah so uh he's admiral bo cyclone simpson he's the commander of the naval air forces um i will say this the more i see john hammond things the more i dislike john ham as an actor in anything but baby driver Dude, I loved him in Baby Driver. I liked him in this though. I I just I, I never I watched. I just I'm, I I see him and I'm like, that is John Ham, being John Ham. <laughs> like no, I mean seriously, like it's like this is John Ham pretending to be an admiral in the in the navy. Um, well, here let's just real quick, like so we we've talked a ton about Maverick. Tom Tom Cruise has this role dialed in. He's perfect. He absolutely. He's one hundred percent perfect. Um, Miles Teller is does the greatest Anthony Edwards goose imitation I've ever seen anyone do. And that was spot on for what Rooster 
And how sad is it that they named him Bradley Bradshaw? Oh, I know, man. Right? Come on. Anyway, uh, I, I thought Rooster was a great <laughs> character. I'm, I'm a, I'm a low key like Miles Teller stan. So, um, you know, dude, one of my, I told you, one of my favorite movies is Whiplash. I mean, dude, Whiplash, that awkward moment, Twenty One and Up. You know, I fucking love Miles Teller. I'm, 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 um, Get a Job with Anna Kendrick is great comedy. Um, oh I'm, yeah, I watched that uh, about like six months ago. I, I'm a huge Miles Teller fan, like unapologetically. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Connelly as Penny Benjamin was perfect because she's the Admiral's daughter from the first movie in, in Top Gun. Yes, yeah. you when his you know butt is writing checks and one Admiral's daughter. Catch. Yep. So and he's like Penny Benjamin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I she was great. And again, I love Jennifer Connelly. She's like, she was my second crush as a kid after Disney yeah. Huxtable. Um, you know, I did not care for Glenn. John Hamm. I just, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I have a hard time. I just have a hard time seeing him mm-hmm. play anybody but John Hamm. Uh, Glenn Powell is a treasure as, as a uh, Jake Hanman, Hangman Saracen. Um, Relate really, to Matt? <laughs> spelled a little differently. Uh, I really, really liked him. I, I thought he was he was a great like Iceman foil to Rooster's Maverick. Right. But then I was thinking about it, I was like, no, it's the other way around. Hangman is Maverick because he's the one who flies by the seat of his pants and is yes. in total control of everything. And Rooster Absolutely. is the one yep. who plays it safe. And it's like, I, I see what they did there and I like it. Um yeah, uh, you yeah. Lewis, he, he was absolutely oh, maverick. Yeah, oh yeah. You had Lewis Pullman, who was uh, Lieutenant Robert Bob Floyd, uh, Bill Pullman's kid. <laughs> Bob. Bob was Bob was a really good underrated character. Like he he had some he just had some cool little moments, but he was there. We talked about Ed Harris already. Um, Monica Barbario as Lieutenant Natasha Phoenix Trace. Uh, I love the fact that her relationship with Rooster like bordered on like. Did they sleep together? Like, you know, yeah. like, but they you, never, you never explicitly, like, they were super professional. I thought it was great. There was, there was no love triangles in this. The only love story was Pete coming back and happening to run into Penny. And they had run into each other over the years yeah. and started stuff and they were fizzled out probably because yeah. he left. Or, yeah. Well, she yeah. said, so, I mean, she's like, you know, we got back together and then you go to Bosnia and then Iraq and then you did it again. And, you know, it was it was really great. Um, Val Kilmer, oh man, that oh man, these that were one. these were the the dusty in the theater scenes. Um, one, I mean, Val Kilmer had like a really advanced case of th- or yeah, case of throat cancer, throat, throat cancer, and yeah. like he can't talk. I mean, it, it, like um, there's a great documentary on Amazon Prime called "I Am Val." I highly recommend everybody watch it if you wonder where he's been. Um, He's a heartbreaking story. I mean, he should have been the biggest actor on the planet, and his ego just got in the way. And in mm-hmm. his, yep, his I'm an artist um, thing. But like having Iceman, even in this, the way they did was was awesome. It, it was just so great, um, and to see him, and and honestly, he looks great from from what he's kind of looked like for the last few years. I, I think he looks great, and and for anybody who's making fun of him, um, fuck you. <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, Charles Parnell is real at ad, Rear Admiral Solomon Warlock Bates, who 
was Maverick's friend, and he's the commander of you know the the it says Warfighting Development Center. So he's essentially the commander at Top Gun, and he um, and he had a great line. Yeah. They're called orders, Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd be invited back. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of like the different, um, like payback was played by a guy named Jay Ellis. I thought he was great. Uh, Danny Ramirez, who you might remember um, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier as Joaquin Torres, who we didn't get nearly enough of, who probably should have been the main character of that show. Um, yeah, his, his call. I love his that fanboy. Nice fanboy. Um, Greg Tarzan Davis was Coyote. Um, I don't, I, I don't remember seeing him in there. And then the rest of them. But, well, hold on, hold on. No, I haven't. Um, so he had like when, when his face was in the mask, like he had like Tom Hardy level eye expression when he was going through like high G's and just kind of like tight maneuvers and things like that. I, I thought, I thought that he was, he was really, really, really like just expressive in his face and like did a good job just standing yeah. out. Yeah, I, I I think the supporting cast in this, and I, I one of the reasons why looking back or not looking back, looking up all the stuff they did, Tom Cruise created a three month program to help them get accustomed to these type of G's, right. and as and you've met, we've talked about it before, like Glenn Powell, he has this pilot's license mm-hmm. uh, from this. I don't know like who are some of the other ones that may be working towards their you know because they had so many hours up mm-hmm. in the air and that they had, they were able to do that. They work together so well. And just like that first scene when, when we meet, when we meet all of them mm-hmm. in the, in the bar and, and everybody's in uniform. And then rooster comes in with, you know, his like Hawaiian type shirt with the white, just hair. like goose, yeah. just like, yeah. Goose. yeah, something like goose would wear. And uh, that was just, and watching Maverick's face when he hears, him playing great balls of fire on the piano. Oh, the way he kind of that, like steps back and he's like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those first moments where it didn't get dusty, but it was like one of those where it's like, Oh, they're going to do this to me. Aren't they? So it's like the, just the cast just works well, so well together. And did you want to say anything else? Because we do have to touch on, even if it's quickly, just the aerial combat. Yeah. Stuff. So just real quick, like Glenn Powell is like, what happens if Justin Hartley could act? <laughs> yeah, he's he's, and again, I, I just the, some of the movies that he's been in, the Great Debaters, mm-hmm. uh, Hidden Figures. I've, I haven't seen any of those movies. Yeah, and either one of those movies, and I've, you know, I've only heard good things about them. Well, he's in um, he's in this movie called Stuck in Love with Greg Kinnear and Jennifer Connelly, and uh, it's really good. Like you said, Hidden Figures. Everybody wants some, which was like the spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. Uh, He's got a great rom com with uh, Zoe Deutsch on Netflix called Set It Up, um, where they're like, uh, I think they're assistants or something. Yeah, they're assistants, and they're competing to like wait a minute with each other. Yeah. It's yes, actually, it's I, actually I did a really see. fun, really good yeah. movie. I'm, I'm, I'm I like that movie. I, I did see that movie. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, so the aerial stunts. One, Tom Cruise is a fucking maniac and did his little trench run, like, um, 
like, hey, the proof, the proof that this can be done on our virtual um, course, like he yeah. flew the F-18 for that because he's a fucking maniac. Um, but the aerial combat, the 5G, the, uh, the uh, Sukhoi Su-57 or the Su-57 oh. as they call it is a, a fucking beast of a, of a machine. Uh, I, I watched a few videos on that when we were talking. Uh, was that yesterday or this morning? Yeah. Where, holy shit, that plane is yep. amazing. So it just yeah, it yeah, that it's 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 incredible. And what when you said that this had to be seen on the theater, there are certain movies that it doesn't matter, you know, where you see them, they're just going to be great and a great experience. This is one of those movies you have to see in a theater to truly get the appreciation of what's going on. You know, you can have a 70-inch screen at home with surround sound, which that would absolutely help. Don't get me wrong. Right. But seeing that on a big screen with big screen type surround sound, you know, in the theater is just something else. Yeah. Like, like going through the canyons and... Yeah, when they come over and instead of, you know, going over like a car goes over, they, you know, they do that inversion and then they have, you know, then they do the, the, the roll right. to, you know, re, re, reorient themselves. It's, and there were so many moments where I was white knuckling it, you know, from the mock tent on the, in the dark star to when Coyote, you know, you know, passes out mm-hmm. and when, you know, Phoenix, you know, her, her, you With know, their her engines go out. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's so much stuff, and then the stuff at the end where I was absolutely, I didn't, you know, you can say, you know, you know things, in, you know, ended with sort of a bowish type way, but in that moment, because of the kinetic energy of, you know, the this not being CG, right? It, like, even if you think you know what's going to happen in the sense of, you know, they're going to play it safe or whatever. It's just that kinetic feel and knowing these are real planes, the stakes get raised automatically, even if you know what's going to happen as far as the script goes, because you can't help but feel that realism where is with CG. There are times, even with good CG, where you don't necessarily feel the weight of the action because it's, you know, it's all computer generated. So that's why I think. Tom Cruise over the years, he lo- he he is so adamant about performing things as practical as they can be. Another example, right? Matt Max Fury wrote one of the biggest because so many of those stunts, I think upwards of eighty five percent of those stunts were practical, and Fury wrote, and you can tell because there's a weight to how the car moves, a weight to a car flipping and everything, and and a body just tumbling around. It's there's just there's something about that where it dials you in more and it pulls you more into the movie when you know these things, these stunts are being done by real life humans. Right. Right. So, no, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the attention to detail put in this movie is something we haven't seen in, in a decade. Correct. Yes. I mean, even, even the, the Avengers stuff, the Marvel stuff did not put this kind of effort into attention and detail and you know like it's funny the 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 only scene that actually looks cgi is the scene where maverick is sitting on the beach after cyclone walks away like what are they doing why are they out here playing football um 
he's like, it's two-way football. It's offense and defense. We call it dogfighting, dogfighting football. Um, and he's walking away, and John Hamm is, like, walking by him. It looks like that scene is CG. Like, they, they just stuck Tom Cruise, like, on a green screen at, like, the volume or something in Burbank. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and but that was, that was it. Like, everything looks yeah. so real. Like, when he takes off on that, in that Mustang at the end of the movie. With, yeah. with Penny, like that is a that one that's a beautiful plane, and two that that was such an amazing scene. Yeah, was that his plane? I do not know, because I know I'm pretty sure that well, well the plane that he was working on, which is that was that one in the same? Yeah, that was because the same they, one. I did read that was his plane, okay. like in real life. Yeah, that's then his that plane. Was his plane, yeah. And I did so. hear uh, Jennifer Connelly talking about how that he took her up in that, you mm -hmm. know, for for all of that, and how she was like, how cool that was. Yeah, seeing him sail and not know how, and she's like, "Aren't you in the yeah. Navy?" That was a great line too. <laughs> but, all right, so we've gone way over time. So anyway, uh, go see this movie. This is it's amazing. Watch Superman and Lois, Soups and Lolo, if you will. It's a thing. It'll happen. Check out the state of play link that we have. Go check out Rukeda Law if you want to know anything about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing to find out what's real and what isn't, because it's a panel of lawyers who kind of mystery science theater three thousand it and mm -hmm. like give comment. They they give running commentary why it's going. It's great. It is it is so awesome. Yeah. So, um, and yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, I just want to see Top Gun Maverick again. Right, I really do. Like, I, like, I really do. We, we should find time to go see it on the IMAX. Yeah, like uh, I got to get Jessica. I was like, yeah, we, you need, we need to go see that uh, because she liked Top Gun. But I was like, I think you'll actually like this movie more. Well, she'll like this one with all the young guys with their shirts off in the football scene. So yeah, you know. which fun fact they actually had to reshoot that and like Tom after a week after they did it and they you know were all about the burgers and shakes oh. and Cruz was like we got to reshoot that scene and they were like shit back into the gym <laughs> that's funny that's really funny alright cool well thank you guys for listening on that note we'll see you next week later peace the infamous podcast is recorded in Kings Mills Ohio just north of Cincinnati you can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>